Welcome to the Yeah We Know Podcast, part of the Morgan Knows Podcasting Network. You're in the ring with Jimmy and Rod. Rod, what are you hot about tonight? I'm hot about the performance of one Wade Barrett. He hasn't been doing commentary on the big stage for too very long. Here he got pulled out into the premium live event. For what reason, I'm not entirely sure, but I think Corey Graves had something going on, it seemed. And so uh, he was there, and I thought he did an incredible job. I mean, the pay-per-view itself was great, but Wade Barrett, I thought, added an awful lot for me, proving how uh, commentary, something we don't think about very often, can definitely add to the experience. And then, of course, it wouldn't be a recap premium live event show without a couple of guests with us, Rod. Uh, first of all, our friend that you might know him from Balls and Brew fame, hashtag Old Man Chris. Chris King, how are you this evening? Are you up? Are you okay? I am good, Jimmy. Let me just say it was nice to get done with a pay-per-view event and still have time to go to the early bird special. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, and that laugh you've heard is the man we call the Cleveland Crippler, Mr. Crippler. How are hey, you? Hey, how's it going, fellas? We are we are doing well. We are ready to talk about the premium live event from Saudi Arabia, the non-canon show, as we'd like to call it here. Overall, pretty solid show. But Rod, I want to talk to you about one thing. How many distraction or interference endings is it going to take for you to get hot about the interference endings? I'm just asking right now. You know, that's a very good point by you. And I don't think I thought about the overall number that I saw in that pay-per-view. But one particular one really made me mad to the point where I actually paused it. And God bless the Mrs. Morgan, you know, she just had to hear my three-minute wrestling rant about this. But it was in the McIntyre cross match. Where okay. McIntyre's yep. just absolutely giving it to Cross. He comes over to the corner, getting ready to give the Claymore. All Charlotte, all Scarlet does is get up and on the outside of the cage. She can do nothing to Drew McIntyre <laughs> at that moment. He has no reason to look over so he's at her. an he idiot. Can, yeah, he can still go about doing the Claymore and ending the match. But, oh, no, she's standing up here on the ring. I got to look at her. And I paused it and went off on this whole rant. So you are a great wrestling mind. And I might be getting closer to that than I realize. And now you actually probably got me closer to that because I will start thinking about how many interference finishes I see moving forward. So let's talk about that match. Uh, you know, Karrion Cross again, I think this match he did fine. It wasn't his worst match. It wasn't a best thing that we could see. I'm a little worried about him moving forward, though, because you can only do this kind of ending so often, Chris. Where are you on Karrion Cross right now, and do you think this loss hurt him at all, or is it just going to keep him where he was? I mean, I, as far as I'm concerned, and like I'm definitely not as seasoned as you guys as far as watching lately, but like it doesn't change any kind of thought process or thoughts I had about him or Scarlett for the most part. Like, like I think they're right where they need to belong. I think he needs to find another person to fucking feud against. Maybe <laughs> at this time. Oh yeah. By the way, like, uh, it doesn't old man, old man, old man Chris got the blues blue plate special very early tonight, so he's a couple uh, <laughs> he's a couple in right now. So this might be a little e. <laughs> listen, uh, listen. It didn't change what thrown. I thought. Yeah, it didn't change what I thought about Cross, and and like I wanted McIntyre to win. Of course, I'm a big McIntyre fan uh, recently, so I was excited. But like, I'm with you. Like he had no reason to get distracted by her at that point in time in the match, especially inside the cage. Um. But, like, I don't see anything going on with Cross that's negative or positive from this this loss. Crippler, 
Do you think Karrion Cross? do you think this is the end of the feud, or do you think we're going to continue on? I think there's going to be one more, because just like in, in the Lesnar-Lashley match with the Karrion Cross-McIntyre match, it's tied 1-1. And you know you got to have the quote-unquote definitive winner, so there's probably going to be another match somewhere. Especially since, if, if you listen to Cross at the end, shouting, it wasn't supposed to end like that, it wasn't supposed to end like that. So, you know, I, I really think there will be another Cross-McIntyre match. But I also agree that, you know, they've got to find somebody else for him to start feuding with. Maybe somebody like a Braun Strowman or another big, strong guy that he can, they can just have these bruiser matches with. Because, you know, they've got to bring him along, but, you know, just having him one-dimensional against somebody like McIntyre isn't going to wash much longer. Rod, do you, Rod, do you think uh, the next... So we've had a, uh, a bull strap match. We've had the, the cage match. Uh, do you think it's pepper spray and a pole match next, Rod? <laughs> I did think that it was a little <laughs> unoriginal to bring out the pepper spray a second time. Yeah. Uh, the Really, my only takeaway from this match is this. Karrion Cross to me, fits in a really weird kind of like section of my WWE watching, right? I don't quite fully understand what exactly he's mad about. I don't know exactly <laughs> what he's talking about, but I'm still sort of intrigued. But there are many days where you can put Karrion Cross on my screen and I absolutely do not care. He really, there's no other wrestler that, that draws the same feelings for me that Karrion Cross does. I'm intrigued. I think it's a good gimmick. Uh, I like the look overall. I have no idea what nonsense he's talking about, and his matches leave me wanting sometimes. So carrying Cross just fits a weird thing. I'm, I guess we got to get the rubber match, but if he moves on to another opponent and we craft out more of his personality and more of whatever he really ultimately wants, it may help clarify things for carrying Cross and I. So let's go to the opener for Crown Jewel, a match that, well, he's usually going to be in the opener because he wants to get the hell out as soon as possible go back to Canada. We had Brock Lesnar versus Bobby Lashley, and, and Rod, we'll go back to you on this one. You had some really good thoughts about how the match, uh, really how most of the match, 90% of the match went, and then that ending. Uh, kind of talk a little bit about your thoughts on the opener here. Well, I just, I, I love that that was the match that came out, right? I love that we let Bob Lashley be the first person to come out. I still, I, I'm in awe, basically, every time Bobby Lashley comes to the ring with the way they have that new intro with him where he stands there basically like a real-life action figure and the camera comes up and then he does the Bobby Lashley arms and the fireworks go off. I mean, I was all about it. The crowd was definitely not all about Bobby Lashley. I thought that was interesting throughout the match. And the ending ended up being one of the smartest endings I think ever right like I just we used to complain about endings all the time in Vince McMahon and endings are still difficult in professional wrestling but more often than not that was a smart decision at the end of that match and it made me mad only because I predicted Bobby Lashley needed to get the win he needed to come out looking like a complete badass and he absolutely does in this but then Chris gets to be right as well because he says Brock Lesnar can't take another L and technically he didn't even though he got his ass worked like, I've never seen him get his ass worked before. Jimmy, you've watched more Lesnar matches than me. Is there somebody else that gave it to Brock the way Bobby gave it to Brock last night? Uh, there was a Goldberg match the, a, a little while ago that he got pretty pretty worked in there as well. But When he won the, the title. Yeah, let's go to the Crippler here for this one because you've got, you've got a kind of a long-term story mindset. 
Where do they go now? When is the next match between the two? Because it's just going to be a regular match. Let's be honest. They're not going to do anything special. But when would you put the next match between these two? Probably, I would probably, if the, if the WWE is smart, I would probably do it at Survivor Series. That you know, quick, to, okay. okay. To coincide with the, the whole changing of the traditional Survivor Series pay-per-view. You know, you're going to war games now. Sure. You know, this is going to, between Lashley and Lesnar, it's going to be a war anyways. You know, these guys are just going to just manhandle each other. And it would probably be smart to capitalize on the momentum that they built, you know, because why else would they have Lashley at the end, you know, Lesnar's down, hurt. Why else would they have let Lashley go after him like he did? All right, Chris. So do you think that um, you should still be given credit for picking this, even though Lesnar got beat the entire match except for the very end? I, I mean, he get, he did get the three count, so yes, I need to get credit for my <laughs> correct pick. Um, I did love this match, though. And, like, I, I understand why you guys may be a little bit upset by the ending because, yeah, Lashley worked him hard. And it was – but, like, that was exactly what I wanted to see. I wanted to see these two brutes go at it. No holes bars. 15 minutes of hard action. And it – Delivered. It was a great opening mat- match, as far as I was concerned. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they definitely had to give Lesnar the W. Jimmy, what about Rumble? Right? Neither one of these guys need to win the Rumble. Neither one of these guys we want to be the main event at WrestleMania, based on some future booking we've already tried to fantasy book. Right? Why not put these guys as a, as a match happening at the Rumble? Yeah, I could see the Rumble as well. I don't yeah. really know if they want to go all the way to to WrestleMania with this. That's a long time between now and Mania. I mean, it's like two Brock matches, you know, in between now and then. So <laughs> we, have to, we have to get those in. Uh, but I do want to go back to Chris real quick, though, for uh, somebody he was very excited to see win, did not get the win, almost in Strowman. How did you like having these two giants face each other? I like it. I, I like that storyline. I really do. I mean... The two, and I'm putting this in quotation marks. You guys can't see it, but uh, the monsters of the WWE. Um, so yeah, but the only the biggest reason I wanted to see almost win is because I haven't seen him do anything yet. I haven't seen him win a single match yet. I haven't seen him wrestle that much at all since I started watching again. So I really wanted to see that. Like Braun Strowman got a real big pop when he came back to the WWE. Uh, He's had a lot of success just, like, demolishing dudes, you know. So I wanted to see him, like, kind of go up against the brick wall. But I can see why they gave Braun Strowman the W over almost. But I really did want to see almost at least win something while I've been watching. At least give me something to look forward to in the future. Well, speaking about the future, Crippler, where where is Strowman go now? He's defeated all these giants, he's going to probably go through a couple more people. Is he going to be in line for a championship opportunity here soon? What do you think? I think he will be because I think that's one of the reasons why they brought someone like him back. Uh, just strictly for the fact is, if you look at Reigns, 
he says it. I've ran through everybody in the whole in the company. You know, pinned them, smashed them. You know, made them acknowledge me. Whatever you would like to use, he's he's gone through everybody. So you need to bring in somebody else that you know maybe Reigns or whoever the champ may be at the time hasn't fought yet. Um, you know, so I I think you you do give him you know, uh, Strowman a shot on down the line. Maybe not at like a, a WrestleMania or something. Uh, no, maybe he's not going to get it at WrestleMania. No, he won't. No, that's, okay. that's, so that's, you think, that's, you think he needs to get a, a shot moving forward here. Yes. Rod, I know you're a big Strowman guy. You like to see big, uh, big men beat up, beat up each other. Uh, what do you think of this match? And then uh, how, how is Chris's boy almost going to come back from this? Well, listen, first off, let's give shout-out to our guy, Big E, who is actually famous yes. for the quote, big meaty men pounding meat, right? That's what we want. <laughs> or bumping meat, I think, is actually the quote. Pounding meat is something completely different. Bumping meat yeah. is, what, is what they do in the wrestling <laughs> ring. Uh, Omas, it's tough, Jimmy, because, you know, you've uh, talked about it in the past. When you when, To book a giant is just really, really hard, you know? Like, I want to give Omas supreme credit, okay? Because the guy who used to come down to the ring in, like, a jean jacket, I think, if I'm not mistaken, was, like, a lot puffier, a lot more robotic when he was just AJ Styles' personal colossus. He's worked on his body an awful lot. You can see that he can wrestle a little bit better in the ring. I loved the moment in that match where Strowman fires up the uh, the Express and he's going to come rolling around, and Omos is like, absolutely not, my friend. You're not moving through me at all. So, you know, it's... <laughs> He, he always is going to have that attraction, like I talked about on the on the preview episode, right? He's always going to be that big. You're always going to give him a fair shot, almost no matter what feud he gets in, no matter what opponent he has, he's against, what his record is. But I think Chris is definitely on to something here. We need to figure out somebody that Omos can dominate a little bit and something that can put Omos standing in the ring with his arm raised after a 1-2-3, and it's not just four jobbers that he beat all at once. Yeah, I think it, there comes a time where you do need to move up to the ne next level. Now, that next level could be a Dolph Ziggler. could be somebody else. Although Hell yeah. Some things. I love it when you but get Dolph involved. <laughs> we got to get Dolph involved because he's another person, really, that's on the roster because he's a really good wrestler, but he can also lose, and it really doesn't hurt him because that's kind of where he is now. Um, some other teams, it really it doesn't hurt either way. Uh, Usos and Brawling Brutes, and then we also have Judgment Day and OC. I throw those two matches together because they were similar in, in fashion where you know you're going to get a good match out of it. Uh, Chris King, let's go to you. Um, how many super kicks does it take to get you out of a match, Chris King? <laughs> I, d I don't think the number can be high enough, apparently. Because <laughs> I just seem to think that you see that more and more with... Like, it used to be, at least when I used to watch, you know, Shawn Michaels, you know, with the super kick just out of nowhere, just laying dudes out. Now it seems like whoa, everybody whoa, 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 whoa. is throwing... Sweet chin music, please. Sweet chin music. Show respect. Okay. Come on now. Sorry. The sweet <laughs> chin music. But you see that every week. You see it all the time from multiple different people, whether it's the women, the men, uh... Every level of match from the lightweight guys to the heavyweights, you see it way too much. And I tell you what, we saw a lot on Saturday. We did. And the Usos we... do this all the time, Jimmy. How many times <laughs> have I come on this podcast and complained about the Usos doing 14 super kicks in one match? Like, how are we supposed to believe this Usos super kick has any power at this point if they have to do 25 of them in one 12-minute match? 
Yeah, it's a lot, but it, it's their gimmick, and it's what we're here to see. They put on good matches, and eventually they will lose. We just don't know who or when. I think it's still going to be a while. Let's go over to the Judgment Day real quick, uh, Crippler. Who's this female going to be? I think it's going to be Mia Yim oh, from okay. NXT. She she's was NXT, had a good feud with... 16 minutes in, Jimmy. 16 minutes in to take the Crippler to get to NXT. I'm proud of our boy. He's yeah, learning. Hey, I was going to say it about uh, carrying Cross when we first started, but I didn't want to kill you right away. But uh, Mia Yim gave Rhea Ripley fits when she was in NXT. And there's... I've I've seen a couple articles that they're bringing her back um, to help the OC That's neutralize Ripley. Obviously, Keith Lee's wife. Yes. Keith Lee, not in WWE. So. That's, I mean, that's interesting. I don't know. if Is that going to have, Chris, is a Mia Yim? Or actually, let's go to Rod. Sorry, I've gone to Chris a few times here. Uh, Rod, is Mia Yim going to be like, oh, wow, that's awesome for you? No, but what it might do for Mia Yim is the fact that she's going to come in and be involved in some matches with the Judgment Day as it may help her. Because yeah. that's the thing i got to say about this for match, sure. Jimmy. I used to be skeptical of Judgment Day. Now I see what's sticking with the gimmick and giving some guys who don't normally get a chance to shine to shine. Dominic Mysterio is fabulous in the role he is in right now. Rhea Ripley seems even more powerful and even more of a bigger star than she was before just as a female singles wrestler. Finn Balor and Damian Priest are, I mean, it's incredible. What the Judgment Day is doing right now is incredible. So if Mia Yim wants to come in, that'll help her. He's all, the Judgment Day has already propped up the biker accountants of Anderson and Gallows. Those guys have gotten how many matches in the last couple of weeks because they're messing around with Judgment Day. You mess around with Judgment Day, you're going to get screen time right now. That's what I want to say about that. Well, and they also mentioned that Anderson is the uh, never, uh, the never, what is it, neverweight champion? I said that wrong. I always say it wrong uh, for uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling. So that actually is kind of an interesting little little twist there. Um, they mentioned somebody else on their program. Chris, Bray Wyatt. Let's go there. What are your thoughts on Bray Wyatt from someone who hasn't seen him? Are you ready for him to wrestle? Do you love this kind of mysterious talking? Talk to me a little bit about this. So... The way they introduced him back into the WWE, and yeah, I haven't seen him wrestle before. Um, I thought that was great. I could, you couldn't have asked for a better intro back into the squared circle, as far as I'm concerned. But it's been what feels like a few months. I know it's only been a few weeks, but it feels like a few months where we just see him talk or monologue or do something. And what happened on Saturday? made me even more confused than I was before because I don't know what's going on. It almost seems like they're setting him up to wrestle his alter ego or something, and I I can't wrap my head around it yet. So I need to see him in the ring. I need to see him interact with other performers, other superstars, before I can really tell what the hell is going on. <laughs> That's always good when you're like, I don't know what's going on, and I'm watching it. Rod, I have a feeling I know where you are on this. I 
have a problem coming out here talking to y'all. I really don't like it. But yet you've done it to us for three weeks now, Bray. I mean, honestly, I do not understand. Fine. Like Chris just said, White Rabbit, all the vignettes when he showed up at Extreme Rules in Philadelphia, the production value behind that. We spoke about it on this podcast. I'm not going to put any of that down, okay? I know nothing about Bray Wyatt's resume from his past work. Seen a couple of random matches. The Fiend, I guess you kind of had to be there. But looking back on The Fiend now, I was like, people really bought that? I was like, this is just a complete fake-ass-looking mask. And he's, okay, fine, whatever. We'll leave that aside. Right, we'll leave that aside. He's not wrestling anybody, Jimmy. He's not. And the only thing that they have hinted at his connection to anyone else in the WWE right now has me really, really angry. I don't know if I could bring it up now or if I should bring it up when we talk about her match in the pay-per-view. But when they talked to Alexa backstage and then the Firefly flashed up on the screen and she looked over at it, I was like, dang it, man. We spent how long trying to dig Alexa away from that because she still was that person when The Fiend and Bray Wyatt left the company. It made no sense that she was that person they couldn't figure out what to do with her they put her in a therapy angle for goodness gracious sake she comes out of it starts to get pops again wins the tag belts with the oscar and now we're just going to drag her right back into lily and all that garbage i'm disappointed jim at crippler is that one of the reasons you think the uh they lost the titles back to kai and sky that she might be going back to bray wyatt i don't know i don't think so i think I think it was one of those, you know, put a put a seed in someone's head. But I think I think she's divorced herself in a good way from the whole Bray Wyatt fiend type angle that she had. I really think the 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 female in his Wyatt six is going to be one Miss Liv Morgan. Because the other member of Wyatt Six is Bo Dallas, who Liv is actually dating. Oh, well, there you go. Got some behind-the-scenes uh, <clears throat> gossip there from the Cleveland Crippler. Let's stay, are we going to the Alexa Bliss match now, Jimmy? Because I'd like to speak more about her real quick before she gets sucked back into the Fiend world. <laughs> well, I think, yeah, well, we're going to go back to that match here in a second. I do think that they need to keep her away from there. She's, done a, she's, a, she's very underrated, and she played a great character oh sorry her character wasn't great she played it great uh but let's move on from that so rod what else would you like to talk about that i mean you you said it there she's so underrated i mean she was the mvp of that pay-per-view to me almost man she worked that match amazingly she took way more of the hits than oscar did she's the one who had to get stuck with the pin unfortunately but i mean she was pulling off ddt's top rope moves i mean alexa bliss is severely underrated i've spoke about it before and i want that to be a new corner for me on this podcast because she has the resume, she has the moves, and she has the past history with so many people that when Alexa Bliss, Bliss music pops on, people know what it is. You know what I mean? Like, she can get that pop factor. You believe her being able to win matches. I believe her with the belt around her waist again. We need to try to keep heating Alexa Bliss up. I do not want her sucked back into Bray Wyatt's universe. I can't state it anymore. All right, and let's go to another couple of fantastic females, Bianca Belair and Bailey. The problem with last man standing matches, Chris, is you know it has to go a long time. And if it's not the culmination of the feud, it has to be kind of a weird ending. A forklift is on top of you. A ladder is on top of you, kind of, but you could just move (laughs) if you really wanted to. What did you think? Did you think this match got Bianca over to the point where... 
she can move on to someone else and Bailey the loss that she can move on to someone else? Or are we going to see this again in another form? I am afraid that we're going to see this again. And mm-hmm. I really think they need to move on. Um, this This match had the potential to be great, but it really seemed like there were some gaps, there were some misses, there was some miscommunication or something, the weird golf cart in the middle of the match. I mean... You know what else it is, Chris? Which almost killed her. Stuff that... it's, there's no <laughs> near falls, right? Last yep. man standing matches yep. suffer from no near yep. falls, right? The 10 count kills the yeah. match every time. How many great yep. near falls did we get in the main event, which I know we're going to get to, right? That's the most exciting part of a wrestling match. And in a last man standing match, they take it right away from you. Go ahead, Chris. I'm sorry. Yeah. No, you, you're <clears> right <throat> about that. The 10 count kind of sucks some energy out and unless someone gets trapped or buried or similar. Um, but and cuffed, I really think they yeah. got to move on. Yeah. I think they got to move on. It's and tough. I'm afraid they it's won't. Tough. I thought a well, couple of they, spots in there were pretty good, though, Jimmy, for what they could do, right? Like, I thought yeah. the spot with the stairs was pretty cool, right? Like, I thought we could have easily ended with the – I thought we could have ended Bailey's career a la Shawn Michaels Almost with that happened. spot on the yes. table where it didn't break, right? Mark, I'm sure you had that thought, too. Oh, yeah. Gee, you couldn't see the the, the where they cut the table? Hmm. I must have missed that, too. But uh, I – that match was kind of weird for me. It was. I mean, it was – you know, I was happy that there was, you know, no really interference again. But I agree with Chris that, you know, unfortunately, I want them to move on. But I have a feeling they're going to try and just rehash old stuff again with, with these two. And it's it's the same dried up storylines with these two. And then it's getting kind of... I'm going to nod off now and wake up when it ends. And so I don't have to watch it. So it's tough. I'm sorry. One other thought here, Jimmy, do we have a Bianca Belair problem? Do we have a Bianca Belair problem where I saw some people on Twitter referring to her as Jane Cena, and I could not then unhear that from my ears. Do we have a Bianca Belair problem Mm -hmm. here? Is that why it seems stale? No, she's the world champion and she should be beating these people. That's fine. She's a good guy, which is tough because a bad guy, you can have the bad guy, cheat a lot more you know a lot more outside interference continue to have the belt and get that heat that way Uh, no she's just a good champion and we need to continue that along give her some more people to wrestle maybe a queen might you know stop by uh and and wrestle her coming up but uh, i think that that's where we're going to be headed to uh maybe wrestlemania uh hopefully so something to something to think about i was going to ask are they just kind of waiting are they just kind of waiting for Becky or Charlotte Flair to come back to give her like a legit, more legitimate contender? Um, I Becky's, I think, very far away still. But um, you know, Charlotte, uh, it just kind of depends what they're doing. Last week we talked a little bit about it. So you need to be here. You need to wrestle. You need to be, you know, engaging. She's not that right now, but I think that that is going to be your next big. Uh, feud. We've already had the ladder match and the last woman standing match. I really don't know where we can go uh, from here unless it is a hell in a cell. But again, 
you know, what do you, you know, hey, let's put Bailey in another match that could hurt her knee even more. Let's continue to do that. Let's really hurt Bailey uh, if, if we can there. We are going to move on to the main event of the evening. Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns. Right before that, though, Cody Rhodes video package. Let's go. Let's go. Um, I was anyway, excited about that. I was excited yeah, about that. Let's that hope the cool. boy comes back around Royal Rumble time. That'd be exciting. Um, mm-hmm. I Listen, you can say I, I, I had preconceived notions about Logan Paul before he, he uh, started wrestling. I never followed him much. I knew who he was. That's about it. Your boy can wrestle. Your boy is basically everything a professional wrestler needs to be. Athletic, great on the mic, a heat magnet, even though he wants to be a babyface. And he can wrestle injured, apparently, because he wrestled most of the match with a torn meniscus, MCL, and ACL on that uh, interesting um, frog splash off the top rope onto the table that he uh, recorded. And by the way, Rod held the phone the entire time. And then was like, oh, yeah, I should probably drop the phone. And he dropped the phone after he went through the table. What did you think of this match? Uh, I know the ending was all over the place. But uh, overall, what did you think about the main event here? Uh, I mean, you don't get to 43 million followers on Instagram without knowing how to handle the telephone. So I guess I wasn't that surprised <laughs> that he was able to handle that more. he did that move there. I mean, you know, why not do something like that, right? That's a cool viral moment. That's what Logan Paul is all about. That's the reason you put him in that match. And I echo your thoughts exactly. The man can wrestle. We talked an awful lot about it after the SummerSlam match. Heck, we even talked about it after the WrestleMania tag team match with The Miz. He seems like one of those guys that when he puts his weight and his thoughts and his effort behind something, he can certainly pull it off. And you stated it there, Jim. Athleticism is is pretty darn necessary in the wrestling world. There's a couple of other innate traits that people either have or they don't, and he definitely seems to have them. So depending on how much he wants to show up, he could definitely, you know, that's that's a resume builder, that match he just had with Roman right there. For sure. Crippler. I liked the match. To me, it was in my opinion, it was the match of the night. I loved the fact that, yes, Logan Paul can actually wrestle. He, you know, the last two celebrity type people that the WWE have brought in, Bad Bunny and Logan Paul, have done amazing jobs. But one of the things was kind of, it, it's just, you know, he's your, you know, inexperienced good wrestler. Stop taking so much time. Just stop talking. Pin him. Do something. Whatever. You're wasting time. Whatever. And you even heard the, the commentators saying it. Um, yeah, you tried to go for that sweet chin music a little too long, though. Duh. Yeah. <laughs> that was that was just awkward. But has anybody seen the, the actual TikTok whatever footage from the phone that he was holding? Of course, yeah. It, oh, uh, that was, that great. to me... That was, I'm like, I was like a, a kid on Christmas morning watching that. That was actually cool for me. I like it. He, a little bit more seasoning, and I think Logan Paul could actually be a top-level star yeah, if he, he puts he, his mind to it. Yeah, he could, he could be for sure. Now, we do have to preface it by saying he's had, what, uh, three, matches three matches now, right? And... He can't be a regular wrestler doing this. Uh, you, if, if you, if you wrestle a match and offer two months or offer three months and wrestle another match, that's one thing. If you're doing this every week or sometimes two or three times a week, you got to be a little bit different. Chris, I'd like to get your opinion on this match as well. Um, does this solidify Roman Reigns as the best ever? 
Uh, no, it doesn't necessarily solidify <laughs> Roman Reigns as the best ever. I will say, though, Logan Paul impressed me in this match. Uh, the other matches that I've seen him wrestle in did... I mean, yeah, like I guess they were okay for what I would consider a new, but like he, you could tell he put in some work before this match happened because he knew main event, Roman Reigns, title on the line, and the Pauls got a huge pop. Both Logan and Jake got huge pops from that crowd, so you can understand why they wanted him as the main event there. He impressed me as a pro wrestler, and he impressed me to the point where I think that I would be... I would enjoy it if he showed up more than once every two to three months. Like, even if it's just once a month, or twice a month, you know, get some more matches under. I think he would be a great, at least for me, a heel, because I can't ever root for him, but I think he could be a great heel in the WWE. Okay. Rod, thoughts on that? You want to see more Logan Paul, or are we good for a little bit? I mean, I think he could easily, I mean, with the way travel works and with clearly what his bank account is and what the WWE can, you know, write into his contract, he can clearly show up a few times and try to keep some feuds cooking, right, without having to wrestle matches, right? He can certainly, when we're going to go to Madison Square Garden, we can make sure to have Logan Paul on the ready. You know, we're going to do a big show there. So, you know, we can definitely try to string him along a little more on what's still a part-time schedule, but try to really push it to the edge of part-time, right? We could certainly do that depending on how much he wants to. And I think the baby face that he wants to work is fine because I think you can almost play an angle with him where it's uh, where he's kind of, he's the bad boy baby face. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like he's doing things by his own, by his own rules. Right. And then that'll draw a heat from a lot of folks like Chris and I, the old schoolers, but then other people will really, uh, they'll really like that energy. And then, you know, he'll be the, he'll be the disruptor and people will dig that. So I think he can still probably be baby face, Jim, even though you always seem to question it. I think he can probably still work it, but really it just comes down to how much he wants to work. Cause I imagine Triple H would allow him wrestle as often as, uh, as he wants to. All right. Now we are on the official road to war games, 2022. I want to just take a minute here. Is the bloodline going to be involved in the War Games match? Rod, what are your thoughts? I say no. I say the bloodline is not going to be involved in the War Games match because I don't know that Roman Reigns is going to be at that pay-per-view. Okay. Chris? I kind of want the bloodline to be there. I think that they could... I think there's a whole lot of ways they could take that storyline, especially in a War Games match. However, I think that they'll end up doing uh, the OC versus Judgment Day, probably mm-hmm. with the OC using maybe a a Nikki Cross as their female. I could see that, um, or someone to that effect. I think that's what they'll do. I think Nikki Cross might be the fourth female in the uh, uh, Party Crashers uh, matchup against Bianca Alexa. Oscar and whomever else, but I like the thoughts there. Mark is the bloodline, or sorry, Crippler is the bloodline <laughs> uh, in in, uh, in the Survivor Series War Games. As as a fan of the of the the whole wrestling thing and the War Games match, I would love to see them in there, <clears throat> but I don't think they're gonna. I, I don't think. Roman's going to be there either. I I just don't think 
I think he's going to say, no, this is kind of beneath me. The Usos may be wrestling at that pay-per-view, but I don't think Roman's going to be there, and it would kind of hamper the thing if, if you know if they set him up for the bloodline in it and Roman doesn't want to be there. All right. Well, I believe that does it for this week on the Yeah, We Know podcast. Rod. One thing, one thing, Jimmy. Oh, go ahead. Yep, go ahead. Was anybody else as surprised as I was about the We Want Sammy chants that we were hearing throughout the night? Or uh, yes, because they Saturday? could be killed for that. Yes, 100%. I was. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm not like, seriously, like, I would. That's kind of scary, don't you think? Well, that speaks to the heat that Sammy's got right now, Jimmy. We can't talk yeah. about it enough these last couple of shows. The heat he has right now is tremendous. Yeah, it, uh, it was now that's that's a, a thing I could see maybe in the war go war games match if they go bloodline instead of Roman Reigns it'd be the Usos, uh, their other cousin, and then Sammy as the fourth. Maybe Ooh, you could and then see maybe KO's like on the other side. KO's the surprise entry right? on the other side. That'd be sweet, Jimmy. There you go. I could see that. KO in a war games. Uh, we love that. Special thanks to Old Man Chris and the Crippler. And with that, you have been listening to the Yeah We Know podcast, part of the More You Knows podcasting network. You're in the ring with Jimmy and Rod. And I just want to state, Jimmy and I have have not mentioned this to anybody, but I am getting incredibly excited because I am less than a week away from seeing the WWE live for the first time in over 20 years. SmackDown will be taping in Indianapolis, Indiana, and I, Hot Rod Morgan, and one, Jimmy, James Thomas Jamariska, will be at that show. So I'm looking forward to that. And, uh... You'll see a, a, a cheesing Rod Morgan mug at a live wrestling event here on our socials real soon, and I can't wait.